Hey everyone, you are listening to the official podcast of the Evangelical Free Church of Ken, where our mission is to glorify God, helping each other become mature disciples of Christ as we worship, grow, serve, and reach. Church, go ahead and come on up. Um, it's my privilege to introduce to you Phil and Patty Eager, and they're going to be bringing the message to us today. As it's already been mentioned, they serve in Mexico, and I'm going to ask them a few questions just uh, to get us started here so you get to know them better. So uh, just kind of let us know how did you uh, first, uh, how long you've been in missions, and how did you first get introduced to this church? So we've been um, with TEAM um, for 16 years and in Mexico for 15. We spent a year in language school. Uh, before that, we, we actually met at Moody Bible Institute. Um, Phil's an MK, a missionary kid, and I grew up in the Quad Cities, so not very far away from here. And our church in Chicago is an even free church, and that's kind of how we got connected um, with this church. And so um, we've been partnering with you guys since the beginning, actually. You guys started supporting us before we even left for the field full time. Tell us a little bit about how ministry has changed during this 15 years. Uh, it's changed quite a bit. Um, we went down as ready to change the world and figured out that we don't know everything. <laughs> and God continually humbles us and shows us how we can learn and we can grow. Um, we've seen God move. The one thing that's not changed is God's faithfulness. He continually transforms lives. And so that's the amazing thing about God. And I'm continually humbled by, and we are continually humbled by, um, the privilege we have to serve him in this way. Uh, In the last year and a half, we've uh, had the challenge of COVID here, and we know how it's kind of changed the way we have to do things. Uh, Tell us a little bit about how that has changed uh, ministry and how things are like living daily life in Mexico. Daily life in Mexico is much more restrictive. Uh, Most of the places that you go to, They'll have a mat when you walk in. You have to put your feet on there. Um, you have someone taking your temperature, and they also have gel. So you're always washing your hands. Your hands are like totally dry of all types of stuff. Um, and usually one person per family can come, go into a store. And everyone who's 12 years of age or younger, or 11 years of age or younger, um, just have no, they, they can't go out. So you're not allowed to go to stores or do activities or hardly anything. So most of them have been indoors or pretty much inside for, for the last year and a half. So th- for a day-to-day life, it's much more restrictive in that, in that regard. I'll throw this question back to Patty. What's, what's family life like for you, like with the kids and, and how you experience ministry and um, interact with your kids? So uh, we have four kids, which you'll see a picture of and all that. Um, and so we homeschool them, and so they go. Uh, so COVID didn't change their lives that much, actually, <laughs> because we just kept going away. It was cool. Um, but uh, and but we um, we just one thing about 
all the ministries we've done. The first, our first assignment was youth leaders in a church plant ministry, and then we worked with the ranch ministry, which did a lot of kids clubs and things like that. And horse, of course, we did a horse ministry and different things. And now we're doing a lot of our stuff as sports and youth work. So the blessing has been that our kids have been just able to be a part of whatever we're doing. And especially the culture there is much more family-oriented. Like, um, I just love seeing all the kids here today because it's like what it is in Mexico. Like, the kids are just everywhere with you. They, um, It's just, it's wonderful. It's a blessing. And so um, a lot of times you come to churches in the States and, like, the kids are just whisked off to other places. So it's just a real joy because this is a very much like in Mexico. I love it. So, but, yeah, so we've been blessed by that. Our kids can just be a part of what we're doing. Um, we've never tried to force them. They might have other stories for you, but we've basically been like, do what you like. But our three youngest all play basketball with us. Um, our oldest was really not into that, but he did kayaking. So we live near the water. So that's been, um, a neat thing that our kids have gotten to be able to develop interest, their own interests too, and not just have to always do what mom and dad do. Thank you. You're going to get to hear more from them during this, uh, presentation that they're doing. And, um, also, I want to encourage you at the end to visit their table back here, and they'll be back there uh, after the service to talk with you. Let me pray for you guys. Lord, thank you for this, this morning that we get to hear from what's happening in Mexico and uh, firsthand accounts of the stories. Lord, I pray that this would uh, begin to transform our lives, our hearts, uh, to, to be more uh, receptive to what you would have us to do as we, as we live out your will here. Lord, I pray that you'll You'll bless each of them with, uh, as they speak. And uh, just, Lord, we ask for this time to be uh, a holy um, sacrifice dedicated to you. We lift us up in Jesus' name. Amen. Good morning. How is everyone today? Yeah, some of you. Some of you are awake. The last time I think we were kind of with you, we were here digitally. We were on the screen over here. I don't know if some of you remember. That was a couple of years ago. Um, precursor to Zoom. I think we're on Skype. Um, but it's good to be here with you physically. We were planning to come last year, but because of the whole year that we've lost, um, we weren't able to cross the border or do much much with that. And so we're, we're happy that we're able to do it this year. So thank you for being here, um, and it's wonderful to be here. Um, my name is Phil. This is my wife, Patty, as we've already been introduced. Um, we have three of our four kids with us. Um, I'm going to see if this works. It didn't work in the first service. Uh-oh. Something happened. Maybe they did it. Um, the, these guys are amazing back here. I don't know if you guys ever um, talked to them, but you need to say thank you because they do a wonderful job. Um, my three, three of my four kids are here. They're in the back, and they hate it when I do this. Um, we have Luke, who is 13. We have Micah, who is 17. And we have Abigail, who is 19. Um, so if you get a chance, talk to them a little bit afterward. They'll probably give you another spin on things than, than we will. Um, and my son Joshua, who is in Grand Canyon University in Phoenix, Arizona, and he is studying biological sciences. And so we started the whole process of saying goodbye to our children. Um, the other day I was talking to Patty and I was talking about, um, oh, all the older missionaries. And then I realized, wait, I'm one of them. <laughs> so I, I don't think of myself as getting older, but, but we do. Um, <laughs> Especially after playing basketball, and the next day I try to get up, and then I'm like, mm, you know. And working with youth, you don't want to let them know that you're you're hurting, so you got to kind of kind of kind of push it. But it's okay, it's all good. Um, we work in the city of La Paz, Baja California Sur. It's about 800 miles south 
of, um, of uh, San Diego. So if you take San Diego, you go down that long peninsula, we're almost near, we're near the bottom. And a town in the capital city of the state of Baja California, Seward, has a population of about 250,000 people. Um, so it's not large, as you would think large, but there are, it's spread out. It's spread out over, over a vast area. Um, we know that, um, I talked to your pastor and he told me that you have been studying the book of Joshua, if, if I'm not mistaken. And um, interestingly enough, our church in Mexico, where we attend, it, our, we're studying the book of Joshua as well. And so I thought that was pretty interesting, a, a nice coincidence there. And we find a lot of tie-ins between the book of Joshua and the Great Commission um, that we find in the book of Matthew. Uh, just as God charged Joshua with leading the nation of Israel to conquer the promised land, he's also calling, calling each of us to reach the world with the gospel. So it's pretty similar, extending his kingdom here on earth. Matthew eight nineteen and 20 says, Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. So just like God gave Joshua the commission and provided the courage and strength to fulfill it, he also gives us the commission to make disciples wherever he calls us and will provide all we need to fulfill that, wherever he has placed us. That could be here in Canton. It could also be in La Paz where we are. God has called our family to Mexico, and we're excited to share how he's moving, how he's transforming lives and bringing people to himself through our ministry, Transformados. So um, in this next slide, sorry, it got a little messed up. Um, you see our logo, Transformados, and it means transformed. And it's from the verse in Romans 12:2 that says, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And so when we were coming up with, like, when we were starting this ministry about six years ago with our teammates at the time, we were really praying about different options. Rooted was another one that came to mind, but then Transformados just really stuck. And then a really neat kind of tie-in with our first um, assignment was there's a couple who are graphic designers in our first church plant that we worked with, and we asked them to come up with, and they're believers, of course, and so we asked them to help us come up with a logo that would communicate how God transforms our lives, and they went way above our expectations. So I don't know if you can notice in the thing is, like, the obviously the cross represents Christ and just how the word itself is being transformed to become more like Christ. And so it's just been really neat. At the time, we had no clue how God would just use our logo. So we have, t- obviously, it's on our T-shirts. We have magnets on our, our, our cars. And so... Um, at the gas stations in Mexico, you don't pump your own gas. They pump your gas for you. And there's also military checkpoints. And I don't know how many times they'll ask Phil when they pull us over for a checkpoint or <clears throat> to get gas, transfer miles, what does that mean? And so it gives a real natural way to share the gospel. And then one time I happened to be walking with a friend, and we stopped at a little market there. And we're walking around it, and a lady at the stall next to us, she's like, hey, what does that mean on your shirt? Because my husband and I were at a park last week, and we saw a couple cars with that on it. And, like, what is that about? And so I got to, I usually have, like, a short spiel. I'll be like, God's transformed our lives, and we're here to share what he's done in our lives because he wants to transform everyone's lives. And then if they seem more interested, I can go further with it. But it's just been really neat how God has just used that. And 
So we use right now sports and other creative things. Like we've used music, we have ESL classes, and we'll talk more about that. But just using whatever things that God's given us and gifts. Um, I like to bake. I like hospitality. I like having people in our home. So using whatever God's given us to extend his kingdom in Mexico and beyond. And so right now, before we continue sharing some more specific stories about people that, um, that we've gotten to know at Church Transformados, we wanted to show a video that our mission put together that gives a really good overview of what Transformados is about and what it looks like, especially with our basketball clubs. So um, I think they're going to play that video right now. I hope that gives you a little better idea of what we do. If you couldn't read the subtitles, um, you, can, you can talk to me and I'll give you the link where you can actually look at it and see it on your computer. Um, we also have some testimonies of some of the kids that you saw there, a little bit more expanded. Um, talk to me afterward and I can give that information to you because um, I know not everyone can read the little. I can barely read. I'm like <laughs> another sign of my age, I guess. Um, we talked about Christ transforming lives. Um, I just want to share a couple, real quickly a couple stories. Um, I've had the privilege of work with some of these men, uh, some of these young men, um, and having Bible studies and talking about life with them. And one of them, Manuel, Manuel about a year ago asked me if I would be willing to do a Bible study with him. And I found a person who was extremely hungry, hungry for the Word of God, extremely hungry for God, um, for the truth. And so we started meeting. We've been meeting for about a year. And this guy can't get enough. Um, I give him one day I said, okay, there's this great series online. It's in Spanish. You should check it out. And he's only 17, but the next time we met a week later, he had already watched all of the episodes and he had questions and insights. And I'm just like, I was blown away, but he loves God. He, he wants more and he, and he, every, it's, I can't give him enough. And so pray for Manuel. I had the privilege of baptizing him a little bit before we came, came back to the States. And so um, that was a really cool experience to do that. Another one is Octavio. He came to us as an atheist, didn't believe anything, didn't, didn't love God, didn't think he existed. But he was open to reading and he was open to discussing. And so we spent three years going through the process of discovering God and talking about the Bible and talking about science and how that's proved and all that. And eventually he came to Christ. And he has a really cool testimony about it. You can ask me about it later if you want. Um, but for the sake of the time, he accepted Christ and has been growing. And I also was able to baptize him. He's in that picture as well. Um, I was able to baptize him before we came. And so God is good. God is changing people's lives. And that's what it's all about. So along with changing lives, then the families are being changed. And so we want to share a little bit about Miguel and Norma's family. Uh, we actually got to know them on our second assignment, which was with the ranch ministry that I mentioned earlier. And Phil was walking around with some other coworkers in that neighborhood and ran into Miguel. And he's like, I need help. And fast forward about a year, once we got to know them more and Miguel had accepted Christ and and God just worked amazingly in his life, and that's a whole other story. But um, I was having a Bible study with Norma and another gal, and she, with tears in her eyes, she was like, you guys don't know what Miguel was like before. And this was a new thing I hadn't heard about. And she's like, the day he met the guys walking in the neighborhood, I told him I was done. He needed to leave. Um, he was just angry, yelling all the time, and I was just done. And they actually weren't even married, which we didn't know that, because a lot of times people say, this is my wife or husband, and they're not really married. And so we had the blessing of getting to know them, seeing them grow. And, and it, with tears in eyes, she's telling me, like, 
his life changed, and that's what drew me to Christ, was seeing the transformation in his life. And so now she's following him, and their whole family, they're you know, trying to raise their kids up in the Lord, and we got to be a part of their wedding. Um, they have three beautiful kids. And um, so, in fact, Abriel, their older daughter, was in that video you just watched. And just it's been neat to walk alongside them. And so what started as a Bible study in their home on the other side of the city, now they come to our home weekly because they love our transformers youth, and they want to pour into the, their lives as well. And so several of our older youth come because our church, when we weren't didn't have covid has youth group on friday nights as well so our daughter or our son depending on who was around and driving at that point would take whoever from transfer miles wanted to go to youth group and some of the older students who were kind of you know college age 20 somethings they'd stay at our house and do bible study with miguel enormous family and it's just been a blessing to see how they now are pouring in and the youth will share something, and then they'll we'll like sit back and let them answer it, and just see them, and just the way they're sharing their testimony, and just so it's been beautiful to see. And and as families are transformed, um, communities are transformed. We've had the privilege and opportunity to work in the community of Puesta del Sol, and um, it's really cool to see how God is transforming the community little by little. Um, we have usually have summer camps where we have five, four or five weeks of basketball camps where we're able to share the gospel, where we're able to spend time with them in a different way. But because of COVID, we've had to not do that for the last couple of years, so we've had to get creative. And so what we've been able to do is we've done VBS in a bag. As I said before, we can't work with the, our younger kids from 11 on down. And so we said, what can we do? And so God gave us the idea of making VBS in a bag. So for this month that had five five Saturdays, what we did is we put all these activities, we did a, um, a VBS, but we put all the activities in a bag and had the parents come by and pick up the bag, and then they had activities for the kids to do, and, and they could do it on their own time, and had Bible verses, the gospel message, so that was really cool. The first year, we had about 20, 20 students or so, that, that 20 families, that, or 20 students that came by, and so we planned this past year, we planned 25, and ended up with about 40, so... God is obviously moving. People have interest in the gospel, and that was one way we could reach our community without actually being physically present with them. Another thing we've done is we've done cleanups around the neighborhood. And so we've gone around and cleaned up around the school where we work and other things. And so that causes people to say, what are you doing? And we're able to share what transformados means and how God can transform lives. We have an office, a small little office. You saw many of the, when we were singing and stuff in the video, that's a small little office. And we've been able to do many things. One of the things that we were able to help out is we had a, um, like, like here, schools were canceled. They had to do everything online. And many of them only have their phone to do all the material and everything on their phone. So we had the opportunity to get a couple computers, have a little bit of internet, and invite people to come to our office, like one or two people to come to our office at a time, to be able to do some of their schoolwork. And so that was one way we were trying to reach the community. Another thing we do is English as second language. And so down there, if you can speak English and Spanish, you probably have a job when you get done. And so um, this is one way that we're able to meet a need um, for them, but also be able to spend time with them in the Bible, spend time with them talking about spiritual things and using English as a tool for that. And before we left, one of the mothers, a fairly new family, one of the mothers said, why don't we do a community library? So that's something we're going to start when we get back. We're going to have like a little box probably that has books in there and we can use 
um, Bible stories or anything, and people can borrow it, and they can put other books in, and so we're looking forward to that. So we, we seek many different ways, not just sports, but many different ways on how to, how to reach our community, how to share the gospel using whatever needs that there are. And when we reach the communities, we'll see that God can transform the world. Um, so this last picture is actually from one of our Easter camps. So a uh, team has been, our mission has had uh, a tradition of doing a week-long Easter camp. Um, down there, they get two weeks off at Easter time. Um, and so when we were youth leaders in, in, in another t- city, we would bring our youth up to this camp. And then once we were um, moved to La Paz, um, they asked us to help direct the camp. So we've been di- helping direct it the last 10 years or so, but we haven't had it two years in a row. But, um, but the really neat thing is that it, we invite churches and even um, God opened doors for some shelters um, to come to bring their youth. And so we've had churches from 10 hours away drive to our camp because there, it's, there's just not another camp like that. And it's just been neat because we even have one of our former youth who's wanting to be a missionary. She's studying languages at the school there and wants to go to Germany. So it's just neat to see how God's using um, different things to transform them. And so one of those shelters is called Casa Ogar. And if you're familiar on Netflix, there is a movie that came out recently called Blue Miracle. And it's based on a true story after Hurricane Odeal came. And we went through that hurricane, and it was a little bit crazy. Um, so watching that, it does not give a clear picture of how bad it really was, to be honest. But they can only do so much in a short movie. But um, oh, oh, it's Oscar or Omar? Omar, the guy who founded Casa Ogar, Phil actually got to meet him, and they wanted to send a group up. And so they've been sending a group up the last several years. And so it's just neat to, um, to see the relationship forming there. And actually, right before we left, he asked if we could bring, wanted to bring some of our youth down to minister to his kids there. Um, but we were literally leaving the next week to come up here. So we're like, how about when we get back? So we're excited. When we go back, we're going to be able to take our student leaders that are older and go down there and run a basketball camp for their students there at the, at the shelter. So um, it's just really neat how God's providing opportunities. We've met some missionaries that are in another Spanish-speaking country just on this trip already that have a really neat ministry. They go up the river in the Amazon, and um, it's it's a leadership training discipleship for the people on board who get off and minister as well. And so who knows what might happen, but Lord willing, maybe we can take some of our students um, to that country and, and serve, give them an experience to serve. So we're excited to see how God is using um, people's lives to transform the world, even maybe possibly like outside of Mexico. And uh, just today, we really, one of our biggest desires is that you would be encouraged use whatever gifts and things you're passionate about. Um, you can tell we're feels pretty passionate about basketball. I love volleyball. I'm excited that we're doing more with volleyball now. Um, but, you know, I love, like, I've had kids in my home teaching how to make cookies. I love having people in my home. So whatever gift God's given you and you're passionate about, you can use it to extend his kingdom. And, like, in Acts 1-8, uh, you hear the Great Commission echoed when Jesus promises the disciples, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in Judea and in Samaria and to the end of the earth. So we want to encourage you to think about your Jerusalem right here in Canton um, and, and what that might look like for you. So perhaps it's reaching out to another family in your neighborhood, inviting them over for a meal. And I know it's a little bit hard right now with COVID, but um, eat outside and picnic. I don't know. Like, look for ways. Or perhaps, you know, it's sitting with the loner at school, you know, that's off by themselves, sitting with them and befriending them. 
Perhaps it's inviting someone over and teaching them how to make cookies. Or maybe it's going to the local park and playing some ball and building relationships. Because that's really what it is about, as you build relationships with people. And I think it was Brandon earlier that mentioned that. Like building relationships, that's what it's about. And as you are sharing love with people, um, that's, they're gonna, their lives are going to be transformed. They're going to see God transforming your life. So if you're willing and available, we want to encourage you just to get out there and do it. Use the things God's given you that you enjoy doing. And wherever he's placed you, um, it's a great adventure and you'll see him moving and working. And finally, we would love to just say thank you. Thank you for partnering with us. Um, we appreciate your sacrifice. We know with COVID it's been difficult, um, but we appreciate the last 16 years of your partnership with us. Thank you for your support financially. Thank you for your support by prayers and um, the relationship building that you have done with us through letters, emails, um, through your missions committee, um, many different ways, um, getting us even online and trying to do something creative. Um, but we appreciate it. We thank you. And we don't, we're not just saying that. We, we definitely mean it. We thank you for allowing us to stay at the house here. Um, one thing about COVID is that it's kind of restricted what we do with people. And um, there was a professional disc golfer named Paul Macbeth, who is a believer. And he happened to partner with the ranch where we used to work. And they made a nine-hole professional disc golf course there in the desert. Um, so if anyone likes disc golf, you can come down and play down there. Um, but we started to take our youth out there to hang out. I took guys out there just to start throwing. I love Frisbee, but this was a whole different thing. Um, and I, I grew to love it. And so the, yesterday I spent most of my day down at the park here. Um, I can't remember what it's called. Something Creek. Uh, bear, okay, bear, bear? Big. Okay. Down there. And, and I did a couple rounds. And it was, it was fun. But thank you for allowing us to relax a little bit um, here at the house and being so close. Um, but we are thankful for you. And we pray for you. And we appreciate everything. Let me go ahead and pray for... To um, just oh. want to remind you, we have prayer cards. That picture you saw at the beginning, they're on our table back there. And we just really love it if you take one, if it helps you remember to pray for us. Because uh, really more than even the finances, the prayer is... I shared in the first service, there have been specific moments in our ministry, especially after the hurricane, when I don't know how we were still standing because there was many days without much sleep and there's no power and we were trying to feed the community and things like that that it was like I knew that it was the prayers of people back here praying for us that were keeping us, like, on our feet, literally. And there have been several moments where it's just I've, like, felt it. So just we appreciate your prayers so much. So if that will help you remember, like, please grab one of our prayer cards um, with our picture on it. And we just really, really appreciate your prayers. Thank you. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together. Thank you for the awesome privilege we have as believers to, um, to be used by you to reach our communities. Um, to reach our friends, to reach our neighbors. Thank you for the privilege. Thank you for um, this church. Thank you for how you've blessed this church. Thank you for how you've brought it through um, the last couple of years. Thank you for um, their pastor. Thank you for um, the people that work in ministry here. Um, thank you again for your sacrifice on the cross for our sins. In your name, amen. Phil and Patty, thank you for your ministry there in Mexico. Thank you for your faithfulness and wanting to honor the Lord and reach out to young people and uh, be a part of the church there. And um, if you guys are desiring to go to the beach or take a vacation, I encourage you to go hang out with Phil and Patty and maybe do some ministry and get some exercise. <laughs> be a good opportunity. Their kids told me that the, uh, their daughter says she even goes surfing. So if you'd like that experience... But I want to call you guys forward here, and as a church, 
we are called to pray for them. Maybe uh, you feel burdened to do that today. That would be great and continue to do that. Maybe you feel burdened to um, continue to give to them financially. That's great. But one other thing I want to challenge you in is uh, building friendship. Getting to know them, getting to know their family, getting to know more about their ministry. And maybe that looks like emailing once in a while or getting in touch with them through Zoom or some other way. But as a missionary man, it would probably feel really good if they were able to connect with you on a personal level. So after church, if you want to connect with them personally and find out how you can do that, I think that would be great. Let's pray for them now together. Father, as a church, we lift up Phil and Patty. And we pray, God, that you fill them with your spirit, that you lead them, that you guide them, that you bless them. And I thank you that they're in the ministry and the work of making disciples. And that you've called them to this place in Mexico. And Lord, um, you're using us in just a little bit of a way um, to help in this ministry too there in Mexico. And I pray, Lord, that that would grow and become even more. That we would know more. That we would um, encourage more. Father, that we would um, support them more um, in so many ways. So, Father, I just pray your blessing over them and their family. Father, as their children are growing up and and, uh, going to school, off to school, I pray, Father, that uh, you bless this family and help them um, in just that process there. And guide and lead the kids. It's easy to say, uh, what do you want to do or or what are you going to do when you grow up? But, Father, the real question is, God, what do you have for each kid? And what's your heart and what's your plan? What's your desire, God? And may our kids seek you. And uh, I pray, God, that on a daily basis as they seek you, that you just lead them and guide them. So we thank you, God, that you've called us to be yours. Open doors of opportunities for us to just have spiritual conversations with others this week. In Jesus' name, amen.